There's no holiday in Tokyo today. I'm. <laughs> what are it's we supposed no to celebrate? Holiday. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> celebrate life. Uh. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> everyone and welcome back to the AdCast, the podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your ranked king, Renu. And I'm your wholesome family robot road trip, soup, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole- <laughs> this week, Ad stands for Absolute Territory because we'll be wrapping up the fall 2021 season. Uh, but before we get into that, what have we been up to? Um, that's a good question. Um, since mm-hmm. the last time that we got together to record, um, I really have not been up too much. I've just been doing work. <laughs> I've just been busy. That's all. <laughs> I think yeah. you and I are in the same boat because that's basically what I've been up to as well. <laughs> okay. All right. That's yep. Like, uh, I I think um since the start of the the new year, I mm-hmm. have been going um very just like very ham on making sure uh. All, all my stuff is in order like i i just feel like i'm doing so much right now um I, like once i once i send in these projects i definitely need to like take a step back and just be like okay time to breathe <sighs> i'm also getting the distinct feeling that you're rather overwhelmed right now <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was thinking like i think sometime yesterday or the day before i was like i should probably have an intervention with soupy and tell them to <laughs> quit taking on new things for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really I really do not need more responsibilities right now. Um I have three projects, like three mm. fl- uh freelancing projects that wrap at the end of um the month, which mm. I guess is when you're listening to this. So, mm-hmm. um hopefully you'll be done by then. <laughs> yeah, um or you know in the first like week or so of February. So like basically all my mm. shit is just kind of like front loaded in the like beginning right. of the year because right. um and a bunch of projects kind of roll over into the new year, and they're all just like, well, let's just end by, like, the end of January. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do that. We'll just, we'll just manage. <laughs> so, yeah, um, basically the last, like, two weeks, I really just haven't had any, like, free time. Um, when I'm not working, <laughs> I'm thinking about working um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh-huh. I have been... Um, on one hand, very productive. Like I've been doing a lot of stuff. Um, mm. I've started like uh, uploading chapters of my like long fiction project. Um, oh, you know, I've been sending off like miscellaneous job applications, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it, but like I'm being productive largely because I'm trying to put off the other work that I should be doing, um, <laughs> which is awful, right? <laughs> That's like the terrible thing is um, I can't focus on the thing that I should be doing. Mm. So as a result, I end up doing other things. Um, mm. So like yesterday, um, yesterday from the day that we that we were uh, that we were recording, um, I was um, writing to meet like um, you know a weekly deadline or whatever. Um, and halfway through 
writing, I, I was just like, I wonder if there is a way to like make that lenticular bracket thing work, right? Um, oh my god! About, yeah, during <laughs> um, and it turns out that the the uh, the software for like programming my keyboard is not robust enough to like have the delayed like um, things. Mm. Uh, but the the easy fix to that was just to download Auto Hotkey and then figure out how Auto Hotkey scripts work. And I did that in like twenty minutes. Okay. Just, just because, and now I can type lenticular brackets really. Okay, easily. you accomplished your goal. <laughs> I accomplished it, and I finished, and I finished the amount of writing that I was supposed to do yesterday. So, like, I'm in a good place. Okay, in terms that's of good. Where I am, it just so happens that mm. because all my projects are wrapping at the end of um, right. the the month, um, I'm just, just giga stressed about it. I'm like, <laughs> it's just all. It's a lot of words that I'm like staring down the barrel of, you know. Yeah. So. No, I get you. <laughs> So yeah, after I'm after I'm done with those, I'm I'm probably gonna be um putting a hold on on that. Um or at the very least only taking on like one project at a time and not starting another one until like um that one's finished and you know, that that kind of stuff, you know? At um, least you now have a good idea on how much is too many. <laughs> how many is too many. Yeah. Um I'm I'm also just like it's it's just like the I'm at the point where um I've been like going so hard for so long that I'm like kind of feeling like a little burnt out and like, yeah. um, especially cause like, you know what I, the work that I do, um, you know, the stuff that's not singing chicken, right. Um, is, um, it's, it's creative work. Right. And, um, right. as a result, like, um, it's really easy to reach a point where you're just like, I, mm-hmm. I like, there's nothing left in, in the tank. Right. I'm just like rattling right. my brain around and there's like just yep. nothing, nothing left up in there. And like yep. anytime something shows up, you kind of like pull it out like a gacha machine and it like pops out and you're like, well, okay. All right. I mean, I can work with this. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like, just been feeling like I've been running on empty for, for a little while now. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, I will definitely be peeling back my responsibilities, uh, after that especially because like i haven't even had time to be streaming le- uh, lately other than my two um regularly scheduled uh weekend streams um but it also means that because of those streams i basically have um zero days off <laughs> like i'm always doing work and yeah. it's really not good yeah <laughs> um but you know like obviously i wouldn't be doing the podcast and stuff if i if i didn't love it um but uh yeah I, like it's it's a big time sink um even with the the monthly schedule right like um we're watching anime every every week um on top of having to watch whatever we're watching for the monthly episode um we got to schedule time to record find time to actually put that recording into the <laughs> software and cut it up and make an actual listenable episode yeah it's yeah. um it's been rough going. I like I think you can tell if you look at the the release schedule for the um the episodes the last like um couple months. They've been a little like they get there eventually, right? But they've been a little um a little over the over the uh past the 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 deadline um for when they should be going up or when I would like them to go up. Um and that's that's not ideal, but it's just like yeah, that <laughs> it's because uh it's because I'm so busy right now. Um but hopefully I get some some respite. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. When this episode goes up, I should be um, on a small like um, household trip up to the the Ooh. snowy mountains. Um, it's gonna be a little trip just just with me and my housemates. Um, uh. 
Uh, and that's nice. It was originally going to be a bigger trip with um, some more of our friends, but, um, you know, um, th- this winter uh, kind of leading into um, the the new year, um, you have the new variant, and it's, like, way more transmissible, and more people are getting it, um, and cases were, like, way, way, way up on the rise, right? So um, mm-hmm. we just peeled it back, um, and we're just like, well, I mean, it's probably safest just to have it be a um, a household trip. Which, you know, is obviously sad. I want to see my friends. I want to hang out with them. And, like, I see my housemates, like, every day. So um, <laughs> the only difference will be, like, there's snow on the ground and, like, we won't have Philip with us, which is, like, sad. Um, Philip. <laughs> yeah. But my parents will be watching him. And obviously, okay. I, I think they miss him dearly. So um, a little time with, with Grandpa, Grandma um, is, isn't going to go awry, I don't think. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Um, I also have a work, a large work project, um, wrapping up at the end of this month slash beginning of the next month. So, <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, same boat. <laughs> yeah, um, but I have finished the postcards. Um, they are currently nice. in an envelope, and there's a there's a stamp on it. I'll be mailing it to you tomorrow. Um, and uh, then we'll be able to send them out to our patrons so that'll be fun <laughs> nice nice uh, i mean that's it that's that's actually it. it's that oh, and watching it's the postcards. anime and postcards yeah. work yeah no yeah. I, I feel it i feel it i mm. i don't know what it is the new year is like um it's supposed to be like a time of like rest and rejuvenation and it always like in anime it's always just like yeah it's like the christmas season you're gonna get all the time off and i'm just like i don't i'm not familiar with this concept <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not familiar with this concept at all. <laughs> Where's my cozy winter holiday season? My holiday season was just full of stress. <laughs> I stranded on a mountain in snow. <laughs> yeah, god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um I mean, yeah, it, it it is one of those things where like um we haven't, um, it hasn't been so long since we recorded this. Like sometimes, sometimes it's like, depending on the, the scheduling quirks, it's like two months between like recordings. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, what's ha- what happened between <laughs> like, the- and it feels like time is like simultaneously going way too slowly and way too fast. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, it's like the end of the month again. Oh, <sighs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the new year literally just started and we're, we're like a 12th of the way through it. And I don't like that. Ah, uh, I don't like that either. Actually, now that you say that, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like what what happened? Where did it go? Where where's it, all it, the time going? It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Before days. we realized it, it passed by. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time time flies when you're fighting for your life, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh let's talk about the uh, the wrap up. It's gonna be really funny if I don't have the um the sampler up. I, you I'm better gonna, I, have it up before you post <laughs> this. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to edit the um the sampler first and then the yes. wrap up just so yes. that I can I, just so that it will make sense when the episodes Please. come out. I swear, if I see the sampler go up <laughs> after the wrap up, you will be getting messages from me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, my bad. Um, that, that's just another <laughs> another quirk of um, being uh, terminally busy. Um, yeah. The sampler episode was uh, 76.5. 
Mm-hmm. We're on episode 79. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is pretty dire, honestly. <laughs> this is a new level of, of putting stuff off. I, listen, I love making the podcast. It just takes a long time. I have to sit down for like three hours and just like make my way through. Like, uh, it's just... It's getting harder and harder to find time in my day. Like I'll like wake up and I'll be like, "Oh my god, where did it go?" <laughs> and it turns out I'm just like sleeping. I'm just sleeping it all away. I'm just like I'm so tired. I have to go to sleep. I'm so tired. I have to sleep. Like I um the other day I uh was uh trying to get some um uh, get some extra sleep and um, or not, mm-hmm. not get some extra sleep, but like essentially get some sleep, get up early, right? And instead mm-hmm. of getting up early and like um, having like two or three hours to do some some work in the morning, um, I got up thirty minutes before I was supposed to get up, anyway. <laughs> and that meant I ended up sleeping for like eleven hours total, which is just <laughs> like uh, I my body clearly needs some rest. <laughs> That's what happened I, to me last weekend too. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, I've been I've been churning out content left, mm. right, um, bam, bam, bam. And I know you can't see the hand motions I'm making, but I did just accidentally reverse that and move my hand, my right hand, when I said left, and then my left hand when I said right. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm I'm taking a break. <laughs> I'm gonna take yes. a break after after my yes. projects are done. Um, at least yes. in regards to. Uh, freelancing um since i have mm-hmm. you know a retail job and stuff um it would be nice if i could do one or the other um obviously it's like i can get some work done at my work so it is sort of efficient but it's not really um because you know when you're um i don't know when customers are gonna come in and i don't know when i'll be have uh when i'll have time to work on that and stuff so um it kind of just ends up like um it's hard to get into a writing flow but yeah um Break, definitely. Uh shall we talk about anime? Let's do it. Okay, um so uh well let's start by talking about the Hake story, which um I didn't watch, but apparently you did. I watched all of it. <laughs> okay. That's that's fair. Um I it sounds like it was good. I did not want to let it slip through our fingers, so I figured I'd make some time to watch it, and um it was excellent. I would only recommend it if you are down for a serious historical drama. Um, if you're just looking for some anime fluff, this ain't this ain't it. <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you are looking for something with like 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 actual like solid uh, like historical like it's based on the tale of Heike, um, which I haven't personally read, so I don't know like how closely it follows or anything like that. But I know the artwork is absolutely stunning, and it pretty closely follows like screen paintings that I've seen of the tale of AK. So, Ooh, um, nice. Yes, the uh, atmosphere is so like so on point. The music, the storytelling, all of it is very, very like ah, it's so juicy. Good if you love that history stuff, you know. <laughs> um. I would I will say that because of, you know, the time period and the type of story that it is that you could get lost very quickly if you don't pay attention to names, specifically the names of the characters, but also of the families and the locations they're talking about, because there's a lot of political intrigue that's going on and thereby you're going to need to know the relatives of 
a very specific family, but then also like how they deal with other families and, and stuff like that. But um, there is a through line plot of um, the tale of Biwa, who um, is a Biwa player and her story um, and how it like threads through all of this political stuff is so good. It's very well done. Um, I would say that it's one of the few works that I've come across that actually teaches you why it's important to read or witness or watch uh, through an entire story, even if you can predict the entire ending, right? (laughs) I feel like there's, no, especially in our modern day age where there's just a ton of content out there. And basically, Mm -hmm. if we can see what's coming or whatever, we get bored and then we might might drop it or whatever, right? If it's too predictable. But in this case... There's like a ton of meaning in as to why Biwa, who can actually see the future and knows exactly what's going to happen at a certain point during the story, it, that it's important that she be there to witness it. And so I think that's such a it's such a beautiful way to to tell a historical tale, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I love anything Science Saru puts out. Um, mm-hmm. Science Saru is uh, Masaki Yuasa Studio. Um, mm-hmm. This one was not directed by uh, Yuasa. I think he's I think he's taking like a break or something. I think he's mm. on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um which it makes sense because like over the past like uh like 5 years or so he's just put like a shit ton of anime. Um but yeah, um this is actually directed by uh Naoko Yamada who um is uh uh so she works she actually um works at um uh Kyoani. Um and mm. she directed uh Kion and Tamako Market. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, real real A list both in terms of um, voice actors because um, you have you know Aoi Yuki uh, Takahiro Sakurai you know, um, but also just like production staff like really really big names worked on this and it looks from like the episode or two that we watched um, really good. Um, I might go back and watch it. Um, thank you so much for. Uh, <laughs> <taking it. laughs> Taking a bullet and, and watching it. Um, our time... It wasn't a bullet. It was uh, it was uh, it was very enjoyable for me. Oh, I, I know. It, I, it's just like um, it's one of those things where um, we've very well gotten to the point where um, it's hard for me to actually have time to watch the mm. extra stuff that I'm just like, oh, I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, you know how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it used to be a lot easier for me when I was like, you know. Um, living with my parents and I didn't have to pay rent and stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm glad that we uh, we have some experience with this because um, I wanted this to be good and yes. I mm-hmm. am I am happy to hear that it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. highly recommend okay. if the you're down for historical drama for sure. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, let's talk about Sakugan. Um, so Sakugan, uh. If you listened to our sample episode, is basically um, kind of like a um, father-daughter mech robot underground road trip. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of made in Abyss E, um, kind of Gurren Lagan E, um, kind of some other sort of hodgepodge stuff uh, mixed in there. Um, mm-hmm. I think this show was a lot of fun. Um, in general, I think that the the writing of it. Um, was fine. I I think that the directing and pacing of it was a little janky, especially in the middle. Yeah, bit. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because the first couple episodes are are very fun, very exciting. Um, there's lots of stuff that's happening. Um, it really kind of starts to dip in the middle. Yes, um, 
and uh, it's it's which is kind of a shame because like the 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 concepts are interesting and there's a lot of scenes which stand out as being pretty good, but um, a lot of the stuff around it just kind of feels like they're just stringing you along until the next like important thing that's happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, so basically, if you don't, if you guys don't mind spoilers, which we already say that we're not a spoiler fr- spoiler friendly podcast. Um, the end of the season kind of leaves off as like a, and then they continue their adventure kind of deal. And well, I wonder yeah. if they, if there was just too much story for them to pack into one season. Um, because I feel like there were so many places during this show where they could have tightened up the writing by a lot. Um. Or at the very least, smoothed over what they had and not made it so messy. Because you understand, you see exactly what kind of plot points they were trying to hit. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is the episode where the father-daughter fight, but then they get along at the end. They come to an understanding. But it's very janky along the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I agree. Um, (laughs) It feels... um, It's it's interesting because it feels very, like, clunky all the way through. even though it, I think it had a pretty standout first episode, um, mm-hmm. the first episode felt really uh, like it worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like a lot of the rest of the series was it wasn't really sure how to incorporate all of its disparate pieces. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of like um, the fact that the basis of it is the is like the road trip and getting to see places, um, like interesting places, and um, the travel in between. Um, and all that kind of stuff is, in my opinion, not as well developed as it could have been. Um, yes. Because, like, mm-hmm. uh, the original city that they start in, Pinion, is really cool. Um, yes. It has this very, like, clear aesthetic to it. Um, mm-hmm. It's this sort of, like, um, it's this sort of, like, Chinatown-esque thing, obviously, because it's called Pinion. But it has it has a very clear aesthetic to it. Um, it felt like it had some, some character... Um, the uh at least the sort of artistic styling of the backgrounds and the environments felt like really solid um and they feel a lot more generic kind of going forward um except for a few places like um when they're in the factory um that felt really unique and cool mm. um uh when they're on the like big big ship that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um but aside from that um a lot of it is kind of um disappointingly bland to me which is like a problem because um in my opinion a story like this is um a travel story right a travel narrative like this obviously there's an extra layer of setup to it where it's about um you know the father-daughter relationship and it's about getting to the surface world right Right. so that's like the kind of central mystery that runs along but um at the same time, um, because the uh, basis of the show was meant to be this travel, like travel road trip show, it should feel like um, they're more grounded. Sorry, it should feel like they're more grounded in um, lo- actual locations, um, even if mm-hmm. those locations are fantastical. Yes, um, mm-hmm. because like most of the other cities that they go to are like um, they're like basically like. Uh, vague pastiches of like places they're like oh this is the like italy city where they have right right yeah right (laughs) but there's nothing really that indicates that to you other than like the fact that you know uh they open it and it's just like italy right (laughs) they open a map and it just says like italy and and there's like oh the pizza is good here right 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like they could have fleshed that out a lot more and it would have yes. been more interesting because like um, yes. the concept of uh, having these underground cities and um, people living in them and like uh, having their own kind of cultures is cool. But um, if you don't develop that aspect, it uh, falls a little bit flat. It feels like they're just kind of in random places that don't really matter. Um, I would say the same for the environments between the cities. A lot of them are pretty whatever, right? It's, it's like this is the desert place and this mm-hmm. is the ice place and this mm-hmm. is the the big – like there's a lot of potential for really cool environments. And we get a little bit of that at the, at the beginning when they're like um, going to like um, – they're like getting the little crystals that like are in the shape of flowers, right? That yeah. kind of stuff. Um that felt like interesting and unique. Um, the, uh, I mean, the ice zone felt okay, right? It was like, all right, you know. But yeah, I, yeah, I think if they had continued, I mean, obviously what they had put into the first episode with all the care and the, I guess the world building, that it could have been a really cool show. Um, but it just kind of feels like they left a lot on the table. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the most important thing for a show like this is is to give a sense of place. Um, yes, and uh. After you leave the first couple episodes, you kind of like really, really lose it um, in all of the other stuff. And like, there is some stuff that's like still pretty good. Obviously, um, the um, there there's some intrigue with like the the uh, revelations you get. Um, they're like, oh, like you're not really uh, child. You're not really like his child. You're not connected by blood. You're a you're a a giga child. Right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they're like, all giga children must be eliminated or whatever, right? Um, and like, you're like, oh, cool. That's like, that's interesting. You know, there's like a, there's a, some mystery here. Um, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you get the reinforcement of the like, um, we're family trope, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like really uh, ties it up where it's just like, um, you know, like we may not be um, like, you you may not be my my kin, but like we're still family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think they do a pretty effective job of that. Um, at least at the at the on, in the last episode. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, like it's it feels like it it's kind of like just like scrambling. Um, yeah, feels yeah. A, a, like really disorganized. Like they're not really sure what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it would be really cool if we got a show that was, like, about the places um, and about how they interact with the places. But, you know, it's, like, fun. I would say it's a fun anime to watch. Yeah, it's fine. It's a, I'd say, a pretty light show. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, let's talk about Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc television. Um... (laughs) I watched the movie for this like months ago, um, uh-huh. so I don't remember what is different between the movie and the television series, other than the first episode that gives you the like little setup. Um, right, I think that's the most significant difference. Um, I think so. I think everything from... else is just right. We heard from our friend who was watching with us that there are some scenes that they redid, but you know, just anim like for the television format. Um, and even though they didn't have to, (laughs) 
you know? Yeah, you just yeah. split up the movie. <laughs> I, I would, uh, <laughs> right. I would just say, in general, if you've seen the movie, you don't need to watch this this Correct. arc. Right. Um, right. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, um, probably just watch the television version. Um, you know, you get a a an op- a cool new opening and ending. Um, it's yeah, it works fine as an uh, as a TV anime. Um, it didn't feel like super weird or anything. Um, no. In general, I would say that this arc is um, it's interesting because the 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 primary antagonist um, of the of the arc is is the like train demon. Um, yeah. But he's like kind of like he's kind of a nothing um, bad guy. Like he's he's basically just there to give the um, actual characters exposition, which is fine. I think that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit of a departure from the like last um big sort of arc where um you get a lot of focus on the demons and how they right. ended up that way right yeah mm-hmm. um but in all fairness um i would say um the next arc entertainment the entertainment district arc is um it kind of goes back to that so i think it's fine mm-hmm. to have uh one arc between those two arcs where it's not really about the demon um you know he's just like a he's just like a bad guy Right. Yeah, He's, I think that, that that's it lends itself well to the whole movie format too, and that's why they yeah, yeah. to a film. Yeah. And he gives he gives the characters a lot of um room to develop, um, or at the very least for us to see um their kind of motivations and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like right. the fact that we get to see Rengoku's dreams um about mm-hmm. his father, um, the fact that we get to see Tanjiro dreaming of his family again, right? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff is is the emotional core of this right. arc. Um, right. And then you have the the secondary antagonist who um is uh I don't remember his name. I'm really bad with names, but um it's the one voiced by Akira Ishida who um obviously uh spoilers kills Rengoku, right? Um, <laughs> and that I would say that I would say is the real kind of like um the real kind of like gotcha gut punch uh of the of the arc um but I mean at he this point kind of everybody punch. everybody who knows knows, right? Um and I would say that uh I really liked um I really liked this uh arc, especially kind of um at the end there. It like really kind of ramps up. You get this really cool fight scene. It, it works really well as a movie, but I think it works fine on television as well. Um Yeah. I think you could choose to watch either or. Um you don't necessarily need to watch both because they cover the same ground. Yeah, yeah. I I, w- yeah. I would not I would not recommend watching both, yeah. honestly. Um yeah. you're just gonna be treading over the same stuff again, which is like, yeah. you know. Um Yeah. Uh I I liked um obviously I like um a lot about Demon Slayer. Uh, I've talked a lot about Demon Slayer. Um I like that the central kind of conflict um at the very end between um Rengoku and the uh, the upper six demon is about like um, the uh, kind of inevitability of like human mortality and like mm-hmm. how uh, how humans are so fragile and like they work for all of this um, you know they work their entire lives and then uh, they can potentially just like lose it all because they they become old or they like can die right mm-hmm. um. And I, I like I like a lot because um, it really feels very cohesive, especially when um, the upper six demon um, runs away from the sun and Tanjiro is like yelling and he's just like, you know, like you demons are always fighting us when it what, like um, in, in the darkness when 
uh, when you have the advantage and you never fight us in the sunlight, you're cowards, right? <laughs> He's like, we're just weak humans, right? And yeah. it, I love that kind of stuff. Um, I love any um, anime that puts, like, these, like, really scary immortal creatures um, with, like, very, like, powerful capabilities um, and juxtaposes them to, like, these, like, weak, squishy humans that, like, if they get hurt, they're going to be hurt for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. I love um, I love that, right? I love the, uh, the tension between um, what it means to, like, defeat evil and overcome, like, hardship. Uh, and at the same time, um, keeping true to, like, being human, um, I think that's all, like, very good. And I think it works really well in this. Um, it, I will say this, um, it might feel a little cheap to have Rengoku, like, be introduced and then, like, killed in the same arc, basically. Um, but I will say that um, Demon Slayer, in, in general, moves very quickly. Um, and also, Rengoku has the most metal death of like any character. <laughs> I I actually liked how they put his entire arc into the one arc um, mm-hmm. because it feels that much more. You feel the loss that that much more acutely when he's gone because it's like I just yeah. met the guy and I felt well, attached to him because he was being cool and then he died. <laughs> Well, it's also, like, um, it fits with the kind of, like, theme of his character, right? Yes, In general, yes. right? Um, right. It's actually really interesting if you look at um, Rengoku as the, the flame pillar and yeah. what, that, what that kind of means and represents. Um, right. Because in a way, the flame pillar kind of represents what it means to be human. You know, obviously, like, fire is something that um, inevitably will, will burn out. And the brighter mm-hmm. it burns, the faster it will burn out. Right. Right. So, like, Rengoku becomes this kind of metaphor for the strength of humanity where, like, he's so, like, selfless and so willing to um, protect those around him that he has trained his entire life. um, And even at the end of his life, he's willing to um, hold on to that conviction, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, it's so, it would be so hard for me to name a, a more metal death than for Rengoku to just ha- like um, be fighting this like extremely strong yeah. demon and yeah. then have like his uh, like a, a fist punch through his entire body and he's mm-hmm. like, no, you know what? What if I clench my entire body so hard that you are stuck? I will keep I will keep your arm inside my body until the yeah. sun comes up and you yeah. die. Yeah, I couldn't cut through your neck, so we're doing it this way, <laughs> and he just holds him there. That yeah. the guy had to literally detach his arm to get away right. from Rengoku. The only, the o- and the only way he he like gets away alive is by by detaching his own arms, right? Um, uh, something that isn't a big problem if you're a demon that can regrow their arms, and it like it really um solidifies this sort of central thesis about demons being very like powerful physically you know at the um these immortal beings that are at the pinnacle of of power itself right um mm-hmm. and at the same time how fragile that power is and how like afraid they are and how like cowardly they are right mm-hmm. because anytime the situation um in any way like um begins to favor the the weak squishy human beings they just run away and they wait right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it i i think like the Mugen Train arc is like really, really great for both establishing the threat of the upper six, um, 
the general um, temperament of them, as well as like um, showing you um, Rengoku, who is like this, uh, basically kind of like the um, he's like the de facto pillar, right? He's like um, he he uh, stands there as like the the shining beacon of mankind, um, mm-hmm. and the boys can only just like stand there helplessly as like because they can't even like help him right Mm -hmm. so um yeah and i I will say this um i won't spoil too much about what happens um later in the in the series uh because i have read the end of the manga but i mean um the the themes that rengoku introduces as a character definitely carry on throughout the entire show um and they actually get built upon in in really cool ways um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean honestly like Demon Slayer is like just such good television. Still, like it's such it's <laughs> such good anime. Um, you get a lot of like really unique stuff that happens. Um, too like um, there's this moment when he's like reaching for his sword, and um, you get these cuts of like um of like his father like doing the same, and in this like black and white. It's very yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. like samurai period piece. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of intersection between like memory and um uh and and like the present, right? Um and I think it's displayed in a really cool way. I think Demon Slayer is very well directed. It's very, very solid. Um yeah, and it, it continues to be good. Uh we're watching the Entertainment District arc now. It continues to be really good. I'm um, very excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um would you like to talk about Tact OP Destiny? Tact OP Destiny was a crazy show. I still don't have a complete understanding of everything that happened, <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Me, me neither. Um, um, <laughs> it felt very fast, like they yeah. uh, crammed a lot into 12 episodes. It's yeah. like <laughs> a self-contained show in 12 mm-hmm. episodes or whatever. I, it might be a shill for a mobile game. Nobody even really knows anymore. But um, <laughs> I'll say this. This show is like a treat to watch. Um, and I would highly recommend watching it if you want just kind of a just a wild ride with some really good animation attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. Lamb is the character designer for um, the, the anime. And um, like... There are few character designers who are like as like kind of out there and weird um and fun and unique as lamb like um all all the um characters have all the characters have these like um the music arts all have these like uh this wild eye makeup um yeah yeah uh it's it, it's a lot of fun especially when you get to kind of the uh, later characters who are um like the the, uh, the other antagonists who get to wear much crazier clothing um mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is like it's very fun to watch from a design standpoint because you're like oh these are like really cool unique designs right yeah the animation is really good all the way through um definitely definitely uh good all the way through um i would say that the story is a little all over the place <laughs> it, yeah <laughs> it it goes it goes a lot of places and yes. it happens at you really fast um and i'm not sure how much a lot of it stands up but there is a lot that does stand up there's some really like, really um there's some decent like emotional cores um yeah uh-huh. that happen in the story um the fact that um you have cosette and destiny and like 
the kind of uh, whole arc about that. Um, you have um, Lenny and Titan. Um, that really comes around at the end um, and feels like a complete like arc. Um, so that all that all feels very cohesive and like actually it works. Um, it is very fast. Like a lot happens in twelve episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Almost too much, maybe. And obviously, there's um, the secondhand American aesthetic, uh, a la Final Fantasy 15, which I think is extremely funny. Just the like, um, what is America? Well, you see, it's vintage cars and diners, and then also New York. <laughs> and lots of desert somewhere in between. <laughs> lots of deserts, which I mean, that's pretty accurate, but like, yeah. Um, they it, did go to is... uh, uh, Louisiana for a bit, too. <laughs> they did. They did go to Louisiana. Um, I think what I would say in general about this show is um, I would just give the first episode a watch and then see how you feel about it. Um, like, the setup is kind of bonkers. It doesn't, like, really matter that much. It's, like, a little... It's just weird, right? It's just, like, aliens came and they hate music, so now they're going to kill us all. Um, yeah. <laughs> the motivations introduce... of the... Sorry, go on. They, I was going to say, they introduce a lot of wild things in the beginning that kind of throw you off and you're like okay i'll watch more to find out more but then they just keep introducing more things and more crazy stuff happens so i would say that the first episode is a pretty good idea for the rest of the show (laughs) yeah yeah um i will say that the central antagonist is uh i don't know the bad guy is like (laughs) the final bad guy is like kind of whatever Honestly, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I don't really I'm not care about the to final you. bad guy. Um, <laughs> it felt like a bit of a mess. Like, do you remember Cabaneri of the Iron Fortress and their like completely throwaway like last bad guy? <laughs> it felt a lot like that, where it's just like this guy's just bad for the sake of being evil. Yes, I, sort I felt of. like he was just. I mean, they did try to give they him. They tried, but it like didn't. It didn't amount to anything. It, it didn't feel like it fleshed out in in a way that felt significant to me. <laughs> Well, it it, it felt like it just didn't make any sense. He was just like, ah, my master plan is to destroy humanity. Wait, no, just kidding. Then what was your plan? My plan was to gather them all in one place. And like, I don't, I'm not sure if this, none of this makes any sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Turn your brain off and watch this show, okay? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, Right at the end there, it's just kind of a mess, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but there's enough going for it that I would I would generally recommend it, um, especially if you want something that's like nice on the eyes, right? It it the animation is like pretty stellar. Yeah, I didn't hate the show, and it didn't offend me in any way. I I wish it was a bit of a clearer story, uh, but. Yeah, Overall, yeah. it's not like a well, it's not a terrible show by any means. It felt um it felt a lot like they were writing it as it was coming out, um, which I think mm. was probably um partially what was happening, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um or at the very least, it they just like really rushed the ending, it felt like. Um mm-hmm. it, there were just a lot of things that came up, um, and not all of them got resolved in extremely satisfying ways. Um, the motivations of the and of the central antagonist basically make zero sense. Like, <laughs> I don't know. When I try to piece it together in my brain, it's just like it just kind of refuses. I'm just like, yeah, the show was pretty good. 
Yeah, I think it was generally fine. I, I wouldn't watch it again, even though I feel like if I watched it again, I might absorb more of the plot and maybe understand some things now that I've got yeah. the context of the whole show. But I'm not interested enough to, I guess, watch it again. <laughs> but the first watch is fine. It's not mm-hmm. a bad show. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't say it's stellar, but um, I would say mm-hmm. that it's it's a solid watch. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you're if you just kind of want to watch like, you know, turn your brain off and watch cute anime girls fight each other, right? <laughs> okay, uh, let's right. talk about Osama ranking, which um, we probably will not discuss too much because it is still airing but i'm so glad sh- that it's still airing <laughs> this, yeah, i was gonna say but this show is really good um, i would say that this is this show is probably my favorite of this season yeah this this to... show is easily the favorite of my yeah. season and um very in contention for my favorite show that uh came out last year even though it's still airing you know obviously. <laughs> um like uh I recommended it to a friend who watched uh one episode and then proceeded to watch the next eleven. <laughs> like just on the spot. Good. Um good, good, but yeah. Good. <laughs> so uh Osama ranking or ranking of kings is um we talked a little bit about uh how uh cool it was um at the sort of end of the, the first episode when you get the little like the duel and it's like, oh, oh, it's it's getting really spicy. Right, mm-hmm. um, and I would say that uh, it absolutely, it absolutely does not disappoint. Um, going forward, it this show is basically like everything that I like. I wasn't sure what the show was going to be about right, upon watching the right. trailers, mm-hmm. but um, actually watching the show, it's so engaging. It's crazy how a storybook looking show that feels like it should be for children can be so full of twists and turns that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. And the next up, like, oh my god, that's crazy. Like, all of the revelations that they put together and they kind of pace throughout. And you don't ever feel like you're on that wild of a roller coaster where you can't follow what's happening. You follow exactly what's happening. You're just, it's just the way that they structure the story is extremely engaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, w- I would say... um the storybook aesthetic of it, um, it kind of like lures you into this false sense of security about what it's going to be like. Yeah. Because you kind of, um, you have like a, a sort of impression of what it's going to be like. Um, but in general, the actual inner workings of the anime, the like stuff that kind of makes it like move and um, all the characters uh, and their writing and the dialogue, right? It all is actually really, really, really well put together. Um the characters have actual, like, real depth to them. They have motivations and wants and needs. They um, do things that aren't necessarily um, in in their best interest or in the best interest of other people, but they do it because they, they want to, right? It feels mm-hmm. like the characters actually are written to be characters and yeah. that they're moving the story um, in a way that um, makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the world is like larger than life um it is the it is this like storybook fantasy world and um it really works within that setting because you have stuff like a big eternal fire pit where the the vampire king lives right um (laughs) 
the character designs are all super unique. Um, yeah, and like, you know, like no show looks like this, but it pulls it off so well. The animation is super good. Um, everything feels cohesive, right? The yes. thing is that um, when writing a story, it's not necessarily about making everything make um, sense from a logistical standpoint, but it's about making things uh, make sense um, in their own worlds, and this this show absolutely does, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The reason a lot of um, movies uh, and anime can feel like they're, um, they don't really make sense uh, or they're not realistic is because they're not, um, or they're either um, drawing from real life or they're um, like, they're not consistent with the way that the world works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about that consistency and how the world works um, in giving a sense of, um, of immersion or um, uh, verisimilitude, right? So mm-hmm. I would say that Ranking of Kings pulls this off like, in spades it's so good yes all of the stuff that happens in it is so unique um it's just a solidly written show too yeah like you actually care about the main characters and Mm -hmm. the secondary characters Mm -hmm. and like the tertiary characters Mm -hmm. like there's a lot that happens (laughs) where you're just like oh damn i'm like really (laughs) invested in what's happening like there's a guy who uh his whole thing is just like um I, I uh the la- the ki- the king boss was just like okay now defend my my new wife and he's just like why but I was the captain of the guard why would you do this to me and he's like do you think I made a mistake and he's just like huh. but then he realizes that the the second queen is like actually a a good person she's just a little awkward and then he's just like I would die for you <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like like the thing is that um there's there, like it's hard to pin down a like bad guy, right? It's not that kind of story where there's like just like obviously a bad guy. There are people who are doing things because of um because of their own motivations and wants and needs, right? There's people who um obviously are doing bad things, but yeah. are doing it out of a sense of um that is the right thing or um that is like a maladaptation that they've they've kind of like um, right. blown into right there um, is sp- a a shocking amount of intrigue in this show mm-hmm. that yeah. you don't ever there's always like another layer to what a character is doing it feels like and so yeah. the the story does a great job of flipping from one character's perspective to another and then keeping up with all of their motivations, but then also showing new sides of them depending on the character, the character's perspective, right? So from the main character's perspective, he was scared of his mom. But then later on, you find out, oh, his mom was doing this stuff because, uh, you know, she actually does care about him, but... And then you learn her motivations, too. And it does a great job of doing that with actually a really large cast and expanding cast at that. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the fact that they are able to keep track of all of these characters and how they yeah. interact with each other. It's like a, it's a very tightly written story. Yes. Um, yeah, it it feels it feels like it works because um, the characters are acting in a way that makes sense to their characters. Right. Um, yes. So you have uh, like Moranjo, who is, um, you know, doing this this terrible thing. Right. 
where she's reincarnating King Boss into the body of his son. And King Boss has already, like, signed away, like, um, Boji's, like, physical power um, to become the strongest man and the strongest king alive, right? Um, but then when he's, you know, reincarnated, he's just like, ah, so I've sacrificed another son, right? <laughs> so you can, you can tell that he's kind of, like, grown into being um, a better person in his, in his years. And uh, his perspective is not the same as it was when he made that deal. And he obviously regrets it, right? And now he's, um, he's just like, uh, this plan to assassinate my wife, I will covertly maneuver it so that um, the guy defending my, uh, my wife will not die uh, against um, like four beasts, but instead he can fight three of them, right? So there's a lot of moving pieces and... Um, a lot of conflicting motivations and a lot of honestly like a lot of intrigue that happens um and then you have the like central sort of relationship between Boji a uh, character who has long since felt very um like isolated and outcast um and like ha- has been made that way because of his father right and the the mistakes that he's made in the past and then you have um you know, Kage and um, Boji finds a friend and they like actually, you know, it begins with Kage just being like, hey, give me all your money, right? Um, <laughs> but then he's like, actually like, then he's actually just like, oh, oh, damn, I would die for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they become best bros and it, it actually, like, it feels so good. There's like characters developing and yes. like growing into, it's like, all at once, it is this coming-of-age story between Boji and Kage, and, like, this, like, political intrigue story, um, and this, like, um, like, this political intrigue story about the ranking of kings, and then, like, this, uh, interpersonal story between, um, King Boss and Miranjo and, uh, Queen Healing, right? So, like, there's just a lot of stuff that happens, and it actually works. It actually fits together mm-hmm. and works like like clockwork. It's so yep, yep. so well put together. Yes. I'm extremely excited to watch more. I'm so glad they're continuing it like immediately. So <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm super, super excited to, to yeah. watch more of it. Mm-hmm. So um Yeah. Uh anything else about uh Osama ranking? Um, I highly recommend you guys check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> yes. If you want a, a story with well-written characters and, like, very endearing ones at that. Like, we, we got redemption for fucking Snake Guy. <laughs> I was ready to hate Snake Guy. I hated Snake Guy. And then they just give us the backstory and we're like, ah, oh, goddammit, I have to like Snake Guy now. God. Snake yep, Guy? Yep, yep. Really? Yep. Even snake guy. <laughs> yeah. Like the cap the like the, the um legendary swordsman guy, like he fucking yes. pushes Boji into the, the eternal yes, fire yes, pit. Yes. And you're you, still just like I yes. don't a hundred percent hate you still. No, no, they they managed to have him win you over just a little bit. <laughs> so um very it's Osama ranking is so compelling. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You watched two things that I didn't watch. Well, you technically watched, watched three things, but the next two things on the list. Yes, the next two things are stuff that I watched, so I'll go over it rather briefly. Um, 
one was Sankaku Mado no Sotukawa wa Yoru, um, the tricornered night of the tricornered window, I think is the translation. Um, uh, apparently, I didn't know this starting out the show, but there were, the manga was about 10 volumes and they crammed all of it into this, into oh my this God, one how season. Is that even, how is that even possible? <laughs> they did it. I, I don't, so let, needless to say, so I started reading the manga as well, um, because I finished the show and I was like, I wonder what they cut out. Um, a lot of, I would say the charm of the show gets kind of oh my left. God. To the side because a lot of the charm is from like the little interpersonal like character interactions and stuff like just kind of like the side fluff, but it's uh, secondary to the main plot. And so what they kept was the main plot, which is intriguing. Um, it's not like uninteresting, and I think they stay faithful to it because at least from what I've read so far, the manga I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's been pretty faithful. Uh, nice, nice. But um. Yeah, it's so it's labeled as like a boys love show because there is a, oh my god. <laughs> the first uh-huh. I would say at least 3 chapters of the oh maybe like 6 chapters of the manga and um the first episode of the show are just completely and utterly laden with sexual innuendos. Oh my god. But like there's not actual like relations happening you know quote unquote you know it's a it's a BL not a yaoi um but uh I would say overall the show after that um pretty heavily becomes like a interesting spooky supernatural story with the relationship quote unquote like kind of like developing in the far background like it's it's just there right it's mm-hmm. not the focus of the show for the most part um most of the focus of the show is actually the two characters learning how to freaking trust each other <laughs> so right. it's kind of hard to have a romance for them um right off the bat if they're just trying to learn about each other right um uh-huh. and so um I actually really like the supernatural elements in the show. It's it is like a horror themed type of show. Um so it does get kind of like ooh. <laughs> ooh. But um I would say like I wouldn't show this to a child. So it's not like, you know, baby horror, but it is like maybe like a level 2 out of 10, right? Um level 1 being like you could show it to like kid-friendly horror, <laughs> right? Um mm-hmm. I would say a 10 for me would probably be like PT or something as horrific as that. Because that was probably the scariest thing I've ever experienced was that Uh demo. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Overall, um, it's an all right show. It's not bad. I would recommend reading it over watching it just because you get a lot more of the characters and they're very charming and they're really well fleshed out, in my opinion, in in the manga. Okay. Um, So, Yeah. Uh, See, next. that's uh, that oh. that's like sort of how I feel about uh, Blue Period, which um, mm. we watched the first episode of way back and uh, just kind of concluded that you should just probably just read the manga. Yeah, as nice yeah. as nice as an anime adaptation is, like the manga is actually something special. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, um, the last thing that I watched was Mute King, the Dancing Hero. Um, I just kind of wanted to watch it just because it had a cute aesthetic and I wanted something to kind of like watch while I was drawing. And it does have a very, very 
delightful aesthetic. I think it's very cute and poppy. Um, it's apparently a reboot of uh, a show called Mutiking the Dashing Warrior from mm-hmm. 1980, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, uh, I would say like it maintains its very cute aesthetic and lovely character designs um throughout the show the animation like is clearly on a budget uh-huh. um <laughs> they they render the uh main hero as a 3d cgi dancing oh, guy of course. um of course. i don't I, okay maybe someone of a fan of the series can explain to me why he doesn't actually look like the main character when he transforms um like the <laughs> the main character transforms with music to the dancing hero but it's not like a one-to-one transformation where you get to see the main character and then it becomes him in a superhero outfit it becomes he becomes a grown man (laughs) with a chiseled chin and nose like everything is different (laughs) you're right i'm looking at the the promotional (laughs) i'm looking at the promotional art and uh you're you're completely right i don't okay does he speak differently when he's in in in, the yes it's a it's a different voice actor and everything i think okay i (laughs) It might it might just be one of those like things where he's just becoming someone else. <laughs> That's what I think. I think I he think becomes it must someone be. else. <laughs> I'm also I'm also looking at this promotional material and um there the poster has the Golden Gate Bridge with a rainbow crossing over it. Yes. <laughs> there is the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> oh my god, wait, I I just found art of the original Mute King and uh-huh. oh my god, this is wild. <laughs> It looks um extremely um like seventies eighties yeah like extremely <laughs> this looks like um this looks like a a, a Korean like uh, web like a Korean like comic series that I I used to read <laughs> bizarre like for children yeah <laughs> I mean obviously this show appears to be geared towards children but wow. it is definitely okay. geared towards children and I would say because of that the um the plot is very shallow um it's like very very a very light watch um i just like (laughs) it just gets very messy towards the end they have a large a nice large cast and they're each memorable in their own way which i love Uh but they don't do a whole lot with them they just kind of exist in the world and so i wish that the show kind of like pushed their their nice colorful cast more and um maybe wrote an, a a more cohesive story because it because it's very much like a monster of the week kind of show but mm-hmm. then at the end it becomes like the big like climactic messy fin- finale where you know one character betrays another and then they go on the evil side and then they fight in some innocuous space and then there's a dance off at the end which is great <laughs> um yeah i think uh if you want something that is a a, like an easy watch to just kind of put in the background um it's fine as a show because the music is actually quite good um i liked it a lot um and the aesthetic like i said is nice um it's just got not much of a story going on i'd say (laughs) Okay, well, um, that might be that might be it then. A little, a little short, a little sweet. Mm-hmm. 
we um i mean it's it's kind of a consequence of just not really watching a lot um and uh the season kind of ending a while ago that being said though what's interesting is um because uh the anime that we're watching has like um or that we're keeping an eye on uh ha- for has kind of reduced this season because a lot of this season um the coming the, the winter season um the one that we haven't recorded anything for yet um a lot of the winter season is sequels to stuff that we haven't been watching so um we're kind of off the hook honestly and as like scuffed as the fall sampler coming out so late is we're weirdly in this position where um we're not behind uh or uh, we're kind of behind sort of the curve on episodes um like seasonal episodes but at the same time we're actually kind of back on track for watching the seasonal stuff which thank god it felt like we were in the hole for like eight years because of how <laughs> absolutely packed last year was oh my god <laughs> yeah um Looking forward to a chill season where I get to watch a new season of Demon Slayer and stuff, you know? Uh, yeah, you know what? Here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping. I mean, there, there's obviously stuff that we are going to be watching. Um, I won't spoil it too yes. much because, like, we the sampler is going to come out, like, immediately. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, if you're curious, like, just, just listen to the sampler. But, okay. A little short, a little sweet, um, but that's it for us uh, on the fall 2021 season. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we, uh, shall we wrap up then? Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Who are you and where can we find you on the internet? I am Renu, also known as Swan. You can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn or Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitch, all that at swandrawn. I um have finished playing Resident Evil 1 Remake. It was an extremely good game. I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to just play a game that encapsulates the the, the horror experience. <laughs> it's extremely well done. Mm, nice, the nice. remake of course um makes the graphics look amazing. Uh and uh now I'm back on the art grind, so that's what I've been doing on the, on my stream. So if you want to go and check that out, you, you can follow me there. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? You can find me all the places at Literal Soup. Um, I am going to be. Um, I mean, most of what I'm doing right now is is work, but once I'm clearing that backlog of work i'll start streaming more regularly again um but you can find me on you know saturday where renu and i play ace attorney um we're on the very last case of the great ace attorney um chronicles game one so um that's interesting i have some thoughts about that game in general but um, (laughs) i've been enjoying playing through it uh Mm -hmm. and then on sundays i usually do a tier list stream where um me and my two friends um, talk about Dungeons and Dragons subclasses and how good they are in comparison to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So we just did the cleric one, um, which will have been last week, uh, since the, uh, that's you know when the episode comes out. But um, yeah, uh, no no stream on that one this week because I will be away on a trip, obviously. 
obviously it's more stuff that I have to do, but um, I like it, so I do it. You know, it's nice to have just like a thing to look forward to every week. Um, I have a lot of fun doing it, even if at the end of a six and a half hour stream, my voice feels like it's going to fall apart. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. what cough drops and stuff are for. So, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I do a lot. I do a lot of voice stuff in general. Um, <laughs> so it, it became kind of a unnecessary purchase, uh, a necessary oh investment to. Uh-huh. Get some stuff, some stuff to soothe my voice. Um, between stuff, uh, those things, and trying not to talk too much. Uh, when I'm not at work and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, that's that's all the stuff that I will be up to. Um, and you know, podcast will keep chugging along. Uh, we have something very special for you. Um, just in the next couple weeks, but also uh, next month's episode is going to be pretty fun. Um, but it's going to be really funny because the sampler will come out. And then this episode will come out, and then the hopefully the sam the sampler for the next se- season will come out. Then, yep, we're gonna have a string of content for you, baby. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, you might have uh, been feeling like the content has been a little dry recently, but worry not, we have many an episode coming, like a deluge <laughs> of episodes. They really shouldn't be coming out in this release order, um, or like at at this rate. But you know what? Whatever. Just for you. It's just special. Just for you. All right. <laughs> our opening is by uh, Scotty Network, and our ending is by Takuma Okada. And the patrons we are thanking this month are Evan Williams, Magpie Miratess, Claire, Frostfall, Shondao, Cherubel, Dylan Boats, and Undead Uncanny. Thank you so much for your continued support. Yay, um, thank you. If you are pledging $5 or more, um, please update your address on the yes. Patreon um, stuff so that we can send you a postcard. Otherwise, I will be lost. Please, please, please. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I suppose then we will see you next time. See you next time. またしたね。<音楽>